<laughs> you don't know like I know what he's done for me. If you knew the pit he took me out of, God, praise God, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. I may be crazy, but I'm crazy in love with Jesus. He has been so, 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 so good to me. I stand humbled before him. No reason for anything in my life that he's done, I'm undeserving, but I am so grateful and never wanna stop praising him for what he's done. Praise God, praise God, amen. God bless all you beautiful young people. We are so glad to have you at the sanctuary. You have led us into worship and we thank God for that. We honor each one of you, amen. The whole gospel to the whole world by the whole church. Some can go, but some can give so the others can go. It's the whole body fitly framed together. Whatever it takes, we want everybody to know about Jesus. Amen, amen. God bless each one of you. You may be seated. We're so thankful that you're in the sanctuary. God bless all of our production team, all of the children's ministry this morning upstairs teaching our beautiful children all throughout the building, teachers and musicians and singers practicing and praying. We give honor to you and thank God for you. Amen. Sometime back, I came across a headline that read, with just one word, Microsoft explained the real reason your team isn't ready to return to work yet. I was for sure intrigued at the thought that Microsoft could tell us one word why people don't want to go back to work yet. So I started and I read the, read the article and it begins and I quote, like many of its tech peers, Microsoft announced earlier this month that it was again postponing its plans to bring employees back to the office in large numbers. In response, Microsoft explained the best reason yet to delay a return to the office. Jade, Jared Spatero, Microsoft's corporate VP of Microsoft 365, in a company blog wrote, given the uncertainty of COVID-19, we've decided against attempting to forecast a new date for a full reopening of our US work sites article continues, that one word, uncertainty, explains the biggest challenge facing both companies and employees and why your team isn't ready to return to the office. The author of this article continues and states, one thing that impressed me with Microsoft's effort is that it isn't trying to create a perfect plan that simply isn't possible. Instead, it tries to eliminate uncertainty. It would conclude that information helps eliminate uncertainty, but only if it's easy to access when you need it. Uncertainty. Maybe the new buzzword to replace 
unprecedented or unchartered, un, un, un. We're creatures of habit. I know some personalities lend itself to being more of a risk taker and more adventurous, but when it comes to most things in life, we like certainty. We like to know we have food whenever we get hungry. We like to know that we're safe in our homes and land. We, we enjoy having money to be able to buy things that are necessary. We're much happier when our car starts and runs correctly. When we flip the light switch, we want to see lights come on. I'm not sure how many of us would work a job or how long when it's uncertain ah, if you get paid or not. But as I said before, we can drive ourselves completely crazy trying to control everything in life. We simply cannot. There are things in life that are uncertain and will always be uncertain. The advice of this article is for businesses to try to eliminate as much uncertainty as possible. And the article gives it a tool to help and that given advice is give them information. And I understand what they're saying and would agree even with them in the realm of what they're dealing with, which is teams and businesses. But in the larger landscape of life, all the uncertainties that go along with it, I want to remind you this morning, there is something very certain. There is something very secure. There is something that no matter how uncertain our life or this world seems to be, God is certain. He is a stronghold. He is a tower of refuge. He is a rock. There is nothing uncertain in him. He knows the end from the beginning. Nothing is outside of his reach or control. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift comes is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. With whom? is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. You think the sun and the moon are certain. He's the creator of those. Those heavenly bodies have phases and eclipses and shadows. God does not. He is certain. He is sure. He is constant. Psalm 90 verse 2, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Before anything and after everything, there is a God constant and certain. Isaiah 33, 5 and 6 says, The Lord is exalted, for he dwelleth on high. He hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. God is exalted. He's high 
and lifted up. He is sure. He is constant. And because of that, he makes our days stable and secure. Hebrews 6, 17 and 19 says, Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, he confirmed it with an oath that by two immutable things in which it's impossible for God to lie. In other words, he's very certain and constant. We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have has an anchor for the soul, both steadfast and sure. It is certain and which entereth into the within the veil. And I can continue with verse after verse after verse in the forever settled word of God where time and time again it tells us that the God we serve is constant, is secure, is trustworthy, is certain. In all of the uncertainty in which we live, God is not shocked. God is not changed or moved. He is certain. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. The actual dates are debatable. They're all over the place. 582 B.C., 586 B.C., 608 B.C., all before us, so it really doesn't matter, I guess. When it happened, it's called the Babylonian captivity, or we some refer to it as the Babylonian exile, which was the forced detention of the Jews in Babylonia for some 70 years. The psalmist in Psalm 137 talks about this a little bit, wrote some mournful song, I'm sure, in some minor key, so it sounds all gloomy to us. But he says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and we wept when we remembered Zion. Matter of fact, we just took our harps, hung them upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there, those that carried us away captive said, said sing to us. They that wasted us said, be joyful. Saying, sing us one of those get down, toe tapping songs of Zion. How, he says, shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? We're not where we want to be. We have no idea what's going on. We've lost everything familiar to us. Can I say they were in very uncertain times? They sat down and cried. The captives sing and be joyful. No, we can't do that when we have no idea what's going on, what's going to happen next, and when there is so much uncertainty around us. Prophets during that time, during that 70 years or so of captivity, would tell them to hang on, everybody. God is still in charge. God's not forgotten you. Probably way down, they knew that. But it sure felt a lot different. And it sure 
looked a lot different. They felt alone. It was dark. It was very uncertain. Second Chronicles 16.9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Why? To show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Let me first and foremost tell you, God has not forgotten you. He has not left you. He knows exactly where you are. You need proof, Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Matthew 28, 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And Jesus said, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I know this life can feel and seem and look uncertain. And it is. But let me remind you, there is a certain God. And this certain God always has a plan. Ecclesiastes 3, 1, 2, everything, there is a season. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. God is in control. God knows what's going on. And God knows timing very well. While the Israelites were in bondage, trying to stay focused, trying to trust, trying to hear what the prophets were saying, that a better day was coming, confused about what they felt, confused about what they saw right in front of them, and years and years and years and years rolled on but there came a time Psalm 126 when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion we were like them that dream then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing then even the heathen said, well, the Lord hath done great things for them. Verse 3, the Lord has done great things for us. That's why we're so glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless, without a doubt, it's for certain, shall come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. There came a day during that captivity, during that uncertainty, where God said, enough, and turned the captivity. I just want to take one word out of that entire text that I read, this little chapter, and preach to somebody just a couple more minutes. That word is the very first word of the very first verse of Psalm 126. When. 
It doesn't say if the Lord will do this. It says when the Lord did this. Job tells us, but he knoweth the way that I take when he's tried me. I'll come forth as gold. Let me bring comfort to someone here. God has a win for your life. It may seem so uncertain right now. It may be very dark and a very dark trial in your life. It may be a deep pain. It may be a terrifying storm. But I'm here to proclaim to you the word that says God is with you and there will be a win in your life. Psalm 30 verse 5, for his anger endureth but for a moment in his favor is life. Because weeping, you may weep, it may endure for a night, but I promise you joy is coming in the morning. You may shed some tears, it may look dark and long night, but let me remind you that the night will end. This too shall pass, and when it is over, joy shall come in the morning. What a small word, but packs a lot of punch of faith. It's a word of certainty. When? It's a word of resoluteness. When? It's a word of trust. When? Back in the day, I remember singing songs like, When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. We shall see the King when he comes. When the redeemed are gathering in, washed like snow and free from sin. He's not a God of uncertainty. He is a God of win. Hallelujah. Remember when you were a kid, if you have children, been around children, or you're on the bus, and the bus driver, thank you for being here. God on bless you. And you hear the dreaded words, are we there yet? (laughs) Oh, we almost there. There's uncertainty. The certainty or the uncertainty is not in the destination. There's a reason for the travel. We're getting to grandma's house. We're gonna go home. We're on getting to our place of vacation. We're getting to the sanctuary. There is a destination. The uncertainty is not in the driver. We trust that parents and our good bus driver can drive the bus, can drive you there. The uncertainty is not in the bus driver or the parents. We, We believe they'll get us there certainly. Safely, The uncertainty comes with the how much longer. What is next? Do we see the arch yet? 
Is it just around that bend? We have one more bridge to go over. Huh? Is there a hill that we can look and we can see it there and finally know that it's coming quickly? There is a destination. God is in control, he is certain. And there will be a win in your life. And just like in Psalm 126, the captivity was bad. It was really bad. It was very uncertain. We couldn't sing. All we did was cried. We couldn't tell from day to day what was going to happen. It is just, is it just over the hill? Is it just around the bend? Is it just over the, the hilltop there? Uncertainty for years, but for them there came a win. And when that happened, I read to you about it. The psalmist penned, we were like those who dreamed. It was the most unbelievable thing we have ever experienced. And we started started singing and we started laughing. It got so wild the heathen even started saying something's happening with those people over there. Let me tell you if you're in a dark place of uncertainty for a long time when you come out of that everybody's going to know that you come out and there's joy in the morning. You may not understand my worship but you don't know the dark place he pulled me out of. You may not understand the sheer joy I have but you don't know how many nights I cried myself to sleep. You may not understand my praise, but you weren't there when he found me. You may not understand it all, but it was I was in an uncertainty for a long time when it happened, and I was so glad. He is a certain God, and there will be a win. The musicians are coming, if you would. I'll probably end this a whole lot differently than you thought, but what else is new for me? Let me go back to Psalm 126.5. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Let me talk to somebody in this place visiting with us and watching online, whoever you may be, who can't rejoice right now. The choir and these kids tearing, I have to replace the carpet after they're done with it. That's all right, we want to anyway. But tear it up, whatever it takes. But you sat there thinking, I can kind of get my hand up. You're not in a place of rejoicing right now. Let me speak to the person who is in a very uncertain time. You may be in a place that is so bad, you just hung your praise up. You sat down and you cried. And for what it's worth for me, can I, can I say this? That's okay. Because I know a God who is faithful. And he told me to tell you, your win is coming. All those tears 
are just watering seeds of promise. All of those tears are just helping the seeds of blessings to germinate. Don't be upset at yourself and be aggravated at yourself and just kick yourself when you're down. You really just don't have the strength to sing right now and to laugh right now, and that's okay. You're in an uncertain time. You don't have to fake it like everything's all right. You can hurt. You can sit in the ashes like Job. I don't see where he was all running and jumping. And when his friends said, well, you're saying that's all that's the problem with you. And his wife deserts him and he's sick and he's everything gone. He sat there and cried is what he did. You can be like the great King David who many times rivers of tears I've cried. My bed's floating around my room. I've cried so much. He wasn't dancing before the ark that day. He was crying. He was in an uncertain area of his life. But if you can hear my voice through the howling winds of your storm, I'm telling you to hang on. Stand strong. Your win is coming. God hasn't forgotten you. God knows. God knows the way you take. You'll come forth as gold. There'll be joy in the morning. You'll reap in joy. But you've got to hang on in the storm. Your win is coming. Can we stand? The singers can make their way. For the Israelites, it was another kingdom came and conquered the kingdom that had conquered them. A weird turn of events, but the Lord said, Enough. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, when it happened, Galatians 6, 9, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season, when our win comes, we shall reap if we faint not, if we're still holding on, if we're still believing, if we're still trusting, we serve a God, a faithful God. We serve a God that will never leave us or forsake us. We serve a certain God. And I'm telling you, your win is coming. Hold on, everybody. If I'm talking to one or 101, I don't know. But hang on because your win is coming. Don't get weary. Don't let go because in due season, you'll reap. Joy is coming in the morning. Hang on, everybody. Your win is coming.